Yo, 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 it's your boy, Preacher Boy, and we back with another episode of Chats with Preacher Boy. It's Friday, it's the end of a work week, you made it through, soldier, I'm glad you're here listening today. So I pray that everything went well and okay and great, however you want to describe this week, I pray that it went that way as long as it's positive. Before we go any further, you know we got to open up with a little word of prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, we come before you again, dear God, thanking you for another day, dear God, a day that wasn't promised, but you saw fit to bless us with, dear God. God, we thank you for bringing us through another work week, dear God, another school week, dear God, another week in general, dear God. We thank you for bringing us through it, dear God, never leaving us nor forsaking us, dear God. God, we thank you for all the blessings that you bestowed upon our lives, dear God, the ones that we didn't even deserve, dear God. We thank you for giving it to us, dear God. God, I ask that you forgive us for anything that we've done wrong, knowingly or unknowingly, dear God. Be with the listeners on today for this podcast, dear God. Be with those that plan to listen, dear God, or those that are just hearing about this, dear God. I ask that you bless them in a special way, dear God. Remove any hindrances out of their lives, any obstacles, any things that don't edify you, dear God. Remove it from them right now, dear God. God, I ask that you shape and mold me to say what you want me to say to your people, dear God. Allow what what comes out of my mouth to be a blessing to the ears of those listening, dear God. And I won't forget to give you all the glory, honor, and praise. It's in your son Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Like I said, it's your boy, Preacher Boy, and we back with another episode of Chats with Preacher Boy. We're continuing our mini-series, Marriage, The Rise, The Falls, and The Triumphs, and we're winding down to the end of this mini-series. Next week will be our final episode, but before that final episode, this is part seven, and we are going to talk about today, Divorce is not the end. And I know many of you are probably like, oh my goodness, we about to talk about divorce. Oh Lord, no, not divorce, not divorce. But I want to shed some light to let you know that divorce is not the end. Those of you that have went through a divorce, I want you to understand that divorce is not the end for you. And those of you that are going through a divorce, divorce is not the end for you. So before I get started, quick shout out to my boy, Eric Floyd. We went to school together back in the day, and my man has had his business going on. He has a a company called True Bright Lawn Care. It's a a landscape uh, business, and you can find him on Facebook. He has a business page. It's called True, T-R-U, Bright, B-R-I-G-H-T, Lawn Care. He told me to let y'all know they're offering 30% off tree and bush trimming, tree and bu- tree and bush removal, forgive me, French drainage, and much more. And if you want to get this, all this done, or if you have any questions, contact him at 254-661-9754. That's 254-661-9754. Go hit up my man. Eric Floyd at True Bright Long Care. So let's get into this week's this week's lesson. Divorce is not the end. The key verse for this week is Matthew 19, 1 through 11. And I will be reading from the NIV version. It says, When Jesus had finished saying these things, 
he left Galilee and went into the region of Judea to the other side of the Jordan. Large crowds followed him and he healed them there. Some Pharisees came to him to test him. Let me pause right there. I just want to annotate real quick that Jesus always has some haters trying to comfort, confront him. But needless to say, let's continue. They asked, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any and every reason? Haven't you read, he replied, that at the beginning the Creator made them male and female and said, For this reason a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer two but one. Therefore what God has joined together, let man not separate. Why then, they asked, did Moses command that a man give his wife a certificate of divorce and send her away? Jesus replied, Moses permitted you to divorce your wives because your hearts were hard, but it was not this way from the beginning. I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife except for marital unfaithfulness and marries another woman commits adultery. The disciples said to him, if this is the situation between a husband and a wife, it is better not to marry. Jesus replied, not everyone can accept this word, but only those to whom it has been given. For some are eunuchs because they were born that way, others were made that way by men, and others have renounced marriage because of the kingdom of heaven. The one who can accept this should accept it. So marriage, the design for marriage was God's plan and standard for... Let me backtrack, forgive me. The marriage design was this. God's plan and standard for marriage is one man and one woman joined together in a marriage dissolvable only by death. So marriage was designed to be a lifelong commitment. It was meant to go to the very end of your life. It was supposed to be continual. It was that it was that commitment that you were making to say till death do us part like our vows. Um what I want you to understand about this is that divorce was it's not a it's not considered a touchy subject. It's just is very very cut and clear at what Jesus was describing. You know, Jesus broke it down to the nitty-gritty on how he how how his take was and what it was supposed to be. Don't I want to say don't get married if you have the expectation of leaving the marriage because you no longer like this person that you're with. Uh, you apparently fell out of love or you just not feeling it today or um, you just tired and you're getting annoyed because they don't clean up after themselves or they're they're getting on your nerves constantly and and all these minute things and that you that you're naming as excuses to leave I want you to not get married if that's if that's the expectation that you have because just because you entered the marriage so easily you think it's that much easier to leave and it's not because God designed marriage to be unto death there is only reason for there's only one reason for divorce and it was stated by Jesus in Matthew 19 1 through 11 and that's due to unfaithfulness adultery so what is divorce let's 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 first understand what is divorce divorce according to webster is the action or instance of legally dissolving a marriage to cause to disperse or disappear destroy to separate into component parts 
or disintegrate, to bring to an end, terminate. So all these words, they sound so like, like in a way, life-threatening, you know what I'm saying? They're like so like harsh. They seem so like bitter. And then the biblical version of what divorce is, is the cutting of one flesh into two again. It's the ending of a soul tie. And a soul tie is, a soul, soul ties are souls that are knitted together that became one flesh. Some examples of that are soul ties between married couples draw them together like magnets. Why soul ties between fornicators can draw a beaten and abused woman to the man, which in the natural realm she would hate and run from, but instead she runs to him even though he doesn't love her and treats her like dirt. So soul ties are what are those are those things that keep you connected. That's that that's what the Bible talks about when dealing with marriage. You know, when dealing with marriage, the Bible tells us that we are to leave our father and our mother and cleave to our wives. We're supposed to come one flesh. We're no longer separate people. We're now coming together as one to be on one accord and walk in oneness. The divorce, the reason why, something I want to point out that that I feel like is very impo- important before we get to the our special guest that I was able to speak with on this matter. Um, divorce is one of the worst deaths to have. It's actually worse than actual death. And the reason why I say that is because when someone actually dies, there's closure. With divorce, it's a perpetual death. Meaning, the reason why I say that is because every time you see the person that you divorced, it's like your emotions get resurrected. Whether it be, oh my goodness, there goes so-and-so that I married, the good for nothing, I have this, this, and this, this is what we went through, and I'm just like, ugh. A feeling gets resurrected versus, versus what happens when an actual death occurs and you're able to have that closure. Because in actual death, you experience the you know various stages. You have the, for one, you're mourning, you're grieving, and then... You're accepting the fact that the death occurred and then you're able to have find closure in that. But with with divorce, it's it's an ongoing it, it could be an ongoing thing if you're not in Christ, you know what I'm saying? Because you have to see that and you see that individual and you're just like, oh my goodness, here they go again. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I I I encourage people, you know what I'm saying, not to get married if they really aren't ready for that lifetime commitment because divorce is 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 detrimental. You know what I'm saying? It leaves a lasting effect. And it doesn't just affect those two individuals that are cutting one flesh to be two again. It also affects the children if there are children in the midst of that marriage. You know, it leaves an effect on them. One thing that I want you to remember with with this lesson is that divorce in America alone has has a rate of 50%. Like all marriages end and divorce at a rate of 50%. And it's even out of that 50%, it's high higher and it's higher in the church than anything. So imagine this. With that being said, that means this is what my this is what a good pastor that I that I, I listened to, he said, he said, imagine getting on a plane and the pilot tells you, we have one out of two chances to make it to our next destination. I guarantee after you hear that, you wouldn't be flying much longer 
on any aircraft because you're like, oh crap, if it's a 50% chance that I'm gonna make it, that means, oh my goodness, there's a possibility I won't make it. And so if we use that example alone and apply it to marriages, we probably wouldn't have that much, that high of a, of a divorce rate. And it's, it's so crazy because uh, we feel like just because we so haphazardly got into the marriage, we can easily get out the same way we got in. And that's not the case. I need you to remember that because God didn't design marriage to be something temporary. He designed it to be a, a lifetime commitment because it's a physical representation of the relationship that we have with, with him. You know what I'm saying? And I really want you to listen to our special guest that we're we're getting ready to have on here. Uh, he was able to share with us and give you a, a clear testimony that divorce is truly not the end. He's going to go into details and, and explain explain what he went through. And I and I truly pray that you grasp what he's saying because I, I speak. I don't want no one to ever have to go through a divorce. I don't speak divorce on no man. You know what I'm saying? That's that's truly something I wish on no one. You know what I'm saying? I pray that you you find yourself marrying the person that you plan to be with for the rest of your life. You know what I'm saying? I don't want you to have to go through a divorce because divorces, they leave an effect if you're not in Christ. You know what I'm saying? If if you don't have Christ in your life, you're not able to find that closure. And so listen to what he has to say in detail in regards to, you know, divorce and it being and not being the end. So Take a quick listen and tell me what you think. So I have a very special guest with us today on Chats with Preacher Boy. This man, he's my father, he's my mentor, he's my role model, and he's also my pastor. So without any further introduction, I'm going to introduce to y'all Pastor Andrew Barry Long Sr. Hey man, God bless him to you all. Um, first and foremost... Again, glory and honor to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who's the author and the finisher of my faith. He's my all in all. Without him, I can do absolutely nothing. But because of him, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So God bless you all. It's a privilege and honor to be here today. Amen. Amen. We're glad that you're here with us. And I, I thank you for giving me this this opportunity to have you on Chats with Preacher Boy, even though you're my father. And I, I feel like I, I get this I get this privilege because uh, I'm your seed. It's still it's still a blessing that you're able to uh, join us here today. So you know, talking about divorce and the topic for today was divorce is not the end. Based on everything that you went through, what can what can you share with with everybody about divorce and how how you were able to go through it and how you were able to overcome? Uh, definitely, divorce truly isn't the end. Um, it's a dynamic in a family situation, but it's not the end of a family. Um, oftentimes we let it become an end when it should, when, it, when it's not supposed to be. Um, we get into marriages thinking, okay, this is my partner for the rest of my life. That's how we should get into marriages anyway, but not sometimes we don't do that. Sometimes we get into marriages because of circumstances and things happen when we're young and we're in our youth and we really don't understand what marriage really is all about. And so as I grew and things began to transpire in my life and things happened, um, instead of holding on to God's unchanging hand, I allowed my flesh to rise up um, in the process of, of, of the turmoil of my marriage. And, and so I, I, I walked away from Christ, you know, blaming him, but he wasn't the one that changed. Mm -hmm. right? um, 
we in the situation changed and then there was a prophecy there was a word that was spoken to um my ex-wife and i that we didn't hold on to mm-hmm. um you know we say we believe the word of god we believe prophecy but when a word comes to us and it's not a favorable word mm-hmm. all of a sudden we didn't hey, oh it ain't, that ain't real that ain't, that's not that's not true but god's word cannot lie that's true right his word said if you don't stay in me this will not make it because mm-hmm. we got married and sin in the first place we were never you know, I wasn't saved when I got married. I'm not like a lot of folks, you know. <laughs> I was out there wilding out, so I, mm-hmm. I was doing my own thing. And then circumstances arose, and I, I chose to be a man about my life and mm-hmm. make the right decision for my family's sake. Because I was raised, put all your eggs in one basket. And so that's what I endeavored to do, put all my eggs in one basket. Amen. Um, and God blessed me to do that. But, on the, but in the same stance, he also challenged me, well, in order for me to keep the blessings of me around you, this is what you must do. Mm-hmm. Live for me. You want me to honor this marriage? Live for me. You want me to bless your children? Live for me. Right? And so I strive to do that. And at one point in time, we we as a collective stopped doing that. Um, and so I'm not going to say it's her fault or my fault. No, it's our fault. Mm-hmm. You know. And so the Bible tells us when there's when you're tempted, He always finds a way to escape. That's true. And so there was a way of escape for me that was provided, and I chose not to take it. Mm-hmm. I chose to keep going because I thought I could fix someone. See, we can't save people. Only Christ can save people. And yeah. so I couldn't save her. I, and I definitely couldn't save myself because I ended up backsliding. Yeah. You know? And, and so, so it's slay my dog, kill your cat mindset. And before you know it, we're both hell bound. Mm-hmm. But God. But God. But God. He saw fit to give me one more chance. You know, his grace and his mercy. And so... Through it all, he showed me some things. He taught me some things. And he, he showed me now, you have to learn how to love your family in a different way. And at first, I couldn't quite understand what that was. What do you love my family in a different way? Well, now, here you are going a different opposite direction of your children's mother. But now, you guys still be a friend to her. Because mm-hmm. y'all both have the parent now. See, oftentimes, you have divorces. And then one parent don't talk to the other parent, and, and the children suffer. Yep. And the word of God says, you know, if you forget me, not only I forget your children, your children's children. And so in the process, I, when we were going through the turmoil, I was forgetting God. And he had to warn me. And he gave me a warning that, okay, your children are going to suffer because of this. Mm-hmm. And so I took a step back. And I, I, I talked to my um, ex-wife. And I told her, I said, at the end of the day, you and I have gone separate ways, but we have children. And so I'll always be in your life and you will always be in my life. Mm-hmm. But above mm-hmm. all, Christ will always have my life. Whether you go to church or not is irrelevant. I'm going for me. I'm going for our children's sake. And so in the midst of divorce, I said, you could have everything. Mm-hmm. And people thought I was crazy. I said, you could have all the money. You could have the, the car, the whatever. I don't care. Um, all I want is my children so I can raise them up the way God want me to, to raise them up. Because the Bible says, train a child the way they should go. You know, I, I got back in the church and she did not. And so, therefore, I said, so all I want, Lord, is my children. People are like, there's no way you're going to get custody. Just go custody your boy. You're in Georgia. <laughs> you're a black man. She's a white woman. This just ain't going to happen. I said, but faith. <laughs> you know, you got to have faith. And so I had faith that, no, it's going to work out. And she's going to agree with me to have, so I can have physical custody of my, of my son so I can train them up in the way the Lord wants them to go. Mm-hmm. And that happened just like that because I became all in. And because I became all in, divorce wasn't an end. Yeah. See, most people have a divorce as an end because they're not all in with Christ. 
and then they have the woe is me mindset. I can't believe she did this or I can't believe he did that. What did you do in the process? Oh, wow. Yeah, that's true. Every Everybody can own a part of a divorce. Mm-hmm. Whether you was you could be the most faithful person, but still, what did you do in the what did you do to lend? I'm not saying somebody stepping out on a relationship is your fault. No, but what did you do to enhance that possibility? Mm-hmm. You know, are you being the husband you're supposed to be? Are you being the wife you're supposed to be? Because my body is not my own. That my is body true. belongs to my spouse. And the moment I say I want to hold my body hostage, guess what? I'm 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 giving the enemy room now. That's true. And lo and behold, those things happen. And so once I got divorced and I said, okay, I had to learn how to go celibate. Mm -hmm. And that's where the real struggle began, you know, because you you want to become celibate. You want to vote yourself to the Lord and say, okay, I'm just going to wait for marriage now. I got to, God sent me a woman. Mm -hmm. At the time, I didn't want a woman at all. I was was one of my sons. I just want to be a single father. And I was content with being a single father. And all the temptations happened. You have people want to hit on you people want to ask you out people you know and then they call you because you say no um you must be gay mm-hmm. and then that's your ego like i'll show you who's gay you know but they're like no god you got me yeah through this situation through it all you got me and so from that point on i said if i date anyone the reason why i'm dating you because i'm trying to go to an end result of marriage if you don't want to get married then i don't even waste my time dating you yeah exactly because there won't be no sex mm-hmm yeah. See, without sex, you can have clarity. Mm-hmm. And so I was able to focus on that. You know what? My sons need me and their mother. But I was still angry. Mm-hmm. I was bitter. And I was like, oh. so I said, Lord, I need some time away. So he sent me to Alaska. Mm-hmm. I didn't think he was going to send me that far away, but he sent me to Alaska. <laughs> I got one for Alaska. And I ended up getting remarried. And and my, my, my wife said, you know what? Your boys need you and their mother. See, that's when, see, when God is in control of situations, he put the people in your life to allow you to keep your family intact. It may not be conventional, mm-hmm. but it'd be whole. Yeah. See, we want conventional. Yeah. But sometimes our lives don't allow for conventional because we haven't done the conventional sin. I want a conventional sinner. That's true. You know, my, my sins were unique to me. <laughs> You know, and we all need to start looking at things that way. Your sins are unique to you, you know. So why why do you expect God to bless you in a conventional way then? Mm-hmm. And so, lo and behold, my family became whole again. Because guess what? I was in the same city uh, that my ex-wife was in, and my current wife was in, and my children were there. So my children had all three of us mm-hmm. because of that. And at the end of the day, I had to learn to start praying for her. I started fasting for her. Wow. That she could Lord, give her opportunity, give her favor on her job. Because you know what? When you make it about someone else and not about yourself, in the end, our children will be blessed. Give her to where she can she can do things for our boys where she wants to do them. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how you become whole in your family. And divorce don't become the end. You learn how to encourage your ex. Because she may be my ex-wife, but she's not an ex-person in my life. Mm-hmm. We want to treat as a, well, that's an ex, so I won't have nothing to do with them ever again. Well, we have children together. How's that possible? Exactly. That's true. How is it possible I will never, ever have anything to do with you again? We got to go to graduations. Mm-hmm. We have birthdays. We have grandchildren together. So we will always be one. Mm-hmm. It's not the one in marriage, but we're one in family. And 
And so because she's no longer she's no longer my wife, but she's still a parent. She's still a mother. She's still a friend. And most of all, she's a child of God. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, I had to start fasting for her, praying for her. And in that midst, God gave me the strength to keep, okay, make yourself available to her then. Mm-hmm. As a friend, as a true friend. No strings attached, nothing. Because uh, I, I, I have a wife. Yeah. But my children need their mother. Mm-hmm. Instead of having that mindset, I can do it on my own. My kids, I got a wife. My wife loves my kids like like her own anyway. So they, she don't, they don't need her. That's wrong thinking. And that's why divorces make, make families come to an end because we think so negative about that. We didn't get along. Mm-hmm. We didn't work it out. And so the only thing I ever told my children's mom was, hey, if you're going to tell them the story of us, just mm-hmm. tell them everything. Yeah. Don't tell the part that make you seem like you're a princess or you're a queen. No, no, no. You're gonna tell it all. If you're gonna tell the story, tell it all, or don't say nothing at all. And 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 that's 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 so true. I think I think about when I when I look at the 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 actions of divorce, it it pl- it plays an effect not just on the actual couple, but also the children. Mm-hmm. And because as I was as I was growing up and I and I endured that, you know, for the longest. I was one-sided as to who whose fault it was, not realizing and not knowing the full story, not knowing until I got older to really be released to how I felt because for the longest I had such a hatred, you know, and I and I hated for so long that God had to tell me in order for you to move on from the divorce that happened with your parents, you have to let go of this hatred. That's the only way you're going to be able to move forward. And so when when that finally happened, I was able to understand and know that okay, this is this is what happened. I understand what happened. Now I can move forward from what happened because it's no longer my future. And the past that occurred doesn't have to dictate and steer my future in the way where it's going to repeat itself. Exactly. You know, it goes back to generational curses. Mm-hmm. My grandfather was divorced. My father had been divorced. I had been divorced. Mm-hmm. Then long ago, here my son gets married. I'm like, Lord, I want this curse to be broken. So that's what encouraged me. So let me let my son know my pitfalls. Mm-hmm. You know, see, this is how you make sure divorce don't become the end of who you are when you share your story. See, we don't ever want to share our story because we want we want people to think that we were always had it together. Mm-hmm. Well, we do, we don't always have it together. We're not always right, and and so. Was I a good husband? I was. Could I have been better? I could have. Mm-hmm. See how that goes? Yeah. I was a good husband, but I still could have been better. Yeah. You know, I, I don't justify no one's wrong. I will never justify anybody's wrong action or doing or deeds, but I will own where I could, how could I have enhanced it? And that's how you make divorce. That's how you defeat divorce and the and the stigma that comes with them saying, okay, how can I own my part in this? Mm-hmm. I embrace my part, and you know what? I'm gonna live from that. I'm gonna learn from it, and I'm gonna ensure that you know what? My sons don't make that mistake. Mm-hmm. Fight for your marriage, fight for your family, but you gotta fight in Christ. Amen. You can't fight in self. Exactly. If you fight in self, you gonna slay my dog. I'm gonna kill your cat. Exactly. You have to fight in Christ. He said the weapons of our warfare are not calm, but they're mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. Divorce is a stronghold. And we got to pull that thing down. Mm-hmm. But we got to pull it down in the spiritual realm. We got to realize that God created us to be one in him. Mm-hmm. You know, the 
word in Ecclesiastes talks about how one can't warm himself, but two can warm one another and help each other up. But a threefold cord is not easily broken. See, he has to be part of the cord. It's not just him and her. Oh, wow. Yeah. Christ has to be part of the cord as well. And that's why it's a shame that the divorce rate is higher in the church than it is in the world. Exactly. Why? Because we think our bodies are our own. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not getting, I'm going to show him. You ain't showing him nothing. Because <laughs> he's a hunter. Yep. Guess what hunters do? Hunt. They hunt. Exactly. Just because you have a title pastor, just because you have a title brother, elder, prophet, he a hunter. Mm-hmm. It's in his DNA. He knows how to hunt. Yep. So be careful. Don't push a hunter to go back to hunting. Mm-hmm. You know? And so we have to understand, hey, I tell people all the time, you want to keep a marriage strong? Don't let a man leave with a don't let him leave the house mm-hmm. with an empty stomach and a full sack. <laughs> yep. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. if he leaves the house with an empty stomach and a full sack, he's going to go fill that stomach up and he's going to empty the sack out. Wow. Yep. Right, wrong, or indifferent. That's what's going to happen. You, you, you see these preachers that travel the world. They travel all over. And... And you're wondering, like, okay, what what in the world is going on with, where's his spouse at? Mm-hmm. And then years down the road, you hear they got divorced. Yeah. And the only thing that's suffering is going to be the family and the ministry. Exactly. When, when you should be in ministry together. You should be traveling together. You should be doing together. So, in a nutshell, divorce isn't the end. Mm-hmm. Divorce should be the wake-up call. Divorce should be, should be the start of something new. Like, hold up. How did I get this wrong? I can't do this again. No, uh, not like this. Divorce should make you want to check your walk. Mm-hmm. Each individual involved should want to check their walk. How did I allow it to come to this? And so now I can look at my children's mother and hug on her and love on her as a friend of God and say, you know, the Lord loves you. Mm-hmm. And because the Lord loves you, I love you with the love of God. And I care for you because you're my children's mother. I don't want no harm to befall you. I want you to be around their life all their lives. They need us. Exactly. See, divorce didn't end us. Divorce made me do a self-check of who I was. Mm -hmm. It made me realize I could do better. I can be better. I can be a better husband. I can be a better father. I can most of all I can be a brother a better servant of Christ. Yep. So divorce pushed me to go to another level in Christ. Because I don't desire to be divorced ever again. But on the same token, I tell people all the time, I say, you know what? If I have to choose between a wife and Christ, that choice is easy. Every time. Because my life in Christ is the most important thing to me. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. And I want someone to minister with me, not against me. Yeah. We have to focus on what God has really called us to be. He called us to be helpers one to another. Mm-hmm. Are we really helping each other? Yeah. Can we really share our story? You know, you hear you hear all these woe stories of divorce and what happened. Well, she cheated on me. He cheated on me. Okay, well, what drove the cheating? 
Yeah. What was it? I didn't say what justified the cheating because you can't justify it. Mm-hmm. But what was it? What, what was it? What, what, what initiated it? You know? And when we start looking at things like, okay, well, guess what? I can get back on my job. I can get back to opening car doors. I can get back to opening the doors of the store. I can... Because like I share, opening the doors in the natural world is just a replica of the spiritual door that you should be opening for your spouse. Because he said, what? He's the door. He's mm-hmm. the way, the truth, and the life. Mm-hmm. So as I practice opening the natural door, I need to start opening the spiritual door. Lead my, lead my family to Christ. Lead my family in prayer. Lead my family in Bible study. Lead my family in serving. Mm-hmm. Amen. Open the door. See, divorce taught me how to do all that. Because I wasn't doing all that before. I was mm-hmm. doing some of it. And it can't be some, some of it ain't enough. Yeah. It has to be all in. You have to be all in. Amen. That's that's so true. And and I and I greatly appreciate you you sharing that with us. Before I let you go, I want you to I want you to, if you don't mind, Pastor, to to pray for those that are out there that are listening that either are on the brink of divorce in their marriage or they're struggling in their marriage period and there's issues going on and they're considering divorce i if you don't mind just take the time to say a prayer for those individuals that that they're able to overcome and know that god is god is a god that can pull them out of those things and strengthen their marriage to make it to the end definitely um father in heaven we just want to take the time first and foremost to thank you Yes, God. Thank you for every obstacle. Thank you for every trial. Thank you for every no. And Lord God, we thank you for every yes in our lives. Yes, God. Father, we understand that you are the Alpha and the Omega of all things. You knew the beginning and the ending all at the same time. Because you're that kind of God, Father. And so, Father, right now, I ask, Lord God, that you just send down your glory. Send down your anointing to every marriage across this great globe, Lord God. From country to country, city to city, state to state. You know every marriage that's going through a struggle, that's going through a turmoil, that's going through an issue of life, Father. Father, you know every situation. But your word has declared that what you put together can't no man put asunder. And so, Father, I'm asking you right now, heal the marriages, Lord God. Heal them, God. Heal the marriages like only you can do, Father. Yes, God. Father, restore the joy of marriage. Restore the sanctity of marriage. Yes, God. Re- restore the peace of marriage, Lord God. Restore the love of restore marriage, it, God. Father. Restore it. Lord God, you performed your, one of your the very first miracle at a wedding, Father, where you turned the water into wine, Father. Yes, Father, God. you did this, Lord God, to show us how important marriage was, Father. Yes, God. Lord God, allow us to see the essence of that story for what it really is, Lord God. Not the fact that you turned water into wine. Because we don't know when you did that, Father. We just know that it was done. But, Father, where you did it at, Lord God. Yes, God. In the sacred place of marriage, Father. And so, Father, right now, Lord God, every man, every woman that's going through a struggle right now. Yes, God. I actually encourage their heart, Lord God. Let them know this is not the end. That divorce is not the end, but this is the beginning for them to look at themselves and see, how can I find myself back in Christ, Lord God? Yes, God. Lord God, the ultimate divorce that we've been doing is leaving you, Father. 
Hallelujah. And so, Father, I ask that you come just bring us back. You said if we lift up you, Lord God, you will draw all men unto yourself, Father. Yes, God. So we exalt your son's name. There is no other name like the name of Jesus. You say, at the very sound of the name, demons shall tremble. Yes, God. Lord God, right now, I'm asking you, Lord God, to heal the marriages, Lord God. Heal them right now. Marriages across this great land, Lord God. Heal the marriages, Father. In the church, Lord God. Every pastor that's struggling right now. Every first lady that's struggling, Lord God. Every brother and sister that's struggling. Right now, intervene and do like only you can do, Father. Yes, God. Lord God, you are a restorer of all things. Yes, God. You said all that the canker worm and the locusts have taken, you can restore it, Father. Hallelujah. Lord God, I ask you to restore the marriages, Lord God. Restore it right now. Restore the marriages like only you can do, Father. Yes, God. And for those that have gone through divorce already, encourage their hearts, let them know this is not the end. Let them know, God. But it's only the beginning in you, Christ Jesus, Lord God. Father, encourage them, let them know, Lord God. That there's greater things that lie ahead, Father. Yes, God. Because as long as we're in you, Father, we have a chance. long as we're in you, Father, in you, there's God. hope. long as we're in you, Father, Lord God, we got to get back in you, Lord. Yes, God. And we just give you all the glory, honor, and praise. We lift you up. We magnify you the more, Lord God. And we count victory done, Lord God. I thank God for this podcast. I thank God for the vision that you've given this young man, Lord God. I ask you to encourage his family. Encourage his heart. Let him know all is well in you. Yes, God. That he, that the race is not given to the swift, but to the one who endures, Lord God. Yes, God. It's not a sprint, but a marathon that we're running, Lord God. And at the end, all we want to hear is, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Hallelujah. Well done. Thank you, For staying the course. For keeping the faith. Well done. For going in the places that no one else wanted to go. Well done. For yes, not God. giving up on your marriage. Well done. Yes, for not God. giving up on your friends. Well done, thy good and faithful servant. That's all we want to hear, Lord God, is well done. Yes, God. Father, right now, I ask you to just continue to bless his ministry, Lord God. Enlarge his territory, Lord God. Do it, God. For your glory, Lord God. For your glory. For your honor, Father. Yes, God. You do it like only you can do. And I bless your wonderful name. I lift you up and I magnify you the more. And we count victory done on this day and forevermore. Yes, In God. Jesus' wonderful name we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Pass along. We thank you. We appreciate you for taking the time to be a part of this episode. It's truly a blessing and it's truly an honor and privilege to have you here with us today. Amen. It's definitely a blessing to be a part of such a great and anointed ministry. Uh, I know God has great things yet in store for Preacher Boy's chats with Preacher Boy. Uh, yes, sir, I'm just yes, quite sir. sure. Um, it's, it's just only the beginning. And, and that's what it's all about, taking the leap of faith to get to the beginning. Yes, sir. All right, because if you don't start somewhere, you can never have a finish. Yes, sir. You have to start somewhere. Amen. And many people are probably like, why is he doing this? Why? Don't, don't worry about it. You need a hater in your life. <laughs> Yes, sir. You need a hater in your life. Amen. Just like they hate. They, why is he on the motorcycle set? Why is he riding with them type of guys? Why is he mm-hmm. not riding with the CMA, the Christian Motorcycle Association? Why is he riding with Sector None? Because you need a hater in your life. Exactly. Exactly. I keep my why to the forefront of my mind. That cross from Calvary is my why. Because of that cross from Calvary, I am that I am. I can do what I can do. And because of the cross from Calvary, I outlive my divorce. Amen. 
So be blessed and be encouraged. Amen, amen. So hearing that, you know, I pray that you were able to receive some nuggets out of that. You know what I'm saying? Divorce is is something that needs to be discussed. And I feel like before anyone gets married, if you're looking to be married, I feel like you should talk to someone that was divorced. And the reason why I say that is because they can give you some insight and they can give you some wise counsel into marriage and, you know, the do's and the don'ts in a marriage. And first of all, make sure that person that you go to that was divorced is uh, professing salvation, most importantly, because you don't want to get counsel that can lead you in the wrong direction and then cause turmoil in your marriage so i pray that this this episode this week was a blessing next week we're closing out with our final episode in this mini series and you're going to be able to hear a full-on discussion with two great couples you know what i'm saying and and they're going to share some light on marriage and they're going to share their rises their falls and their triumphs and i pray that you stay tuned to listen And I pray that the Lord continues to bless you in everything that you are able to do in your life. So y'all be blessed this weekend. Make sure you give God some time. Make sure you put him first on on today and this weekend. You know what I'm saying? Give Give him some reverence because he wakes you up every day. And even though you're not promised tomorrow, he blessed you this far. So, you know, why not thank him? So just know that Preacher Boy loves you. And if there's anything that I could ever do to help you, uh, just let me know. Reach out to me. Reach out to me via Instagram. Follow follow me on Chats with Preacher Boy. It's, it's literally Chats with Preacher Boy all together. That's the Instagram. Or add me on Facebook, Marcus Long. You know, I pray that y'all be blessed. Know that I love y'all. Most importantly, God loves you more. Y'all be blessed. Preacher Boy out.